Red Business with Jonathan Healy. Hi there and thanks for joining us. Well, it is bigger and better than ever. The Cork St. Patrick's Festival kicks off on Thursday, the 16th of March. There are events planned right across the city until the following Sunday, the 19th of March. We're really going to doubt it at this year. Uh, With the main event, of course, being the St. Patrick's Day Parade. The biggest ever, we're told. Three and a half thousand participants, 55 groups taking part. We're going to speak in just a bit with Trish Murphy, who's the events manager with Cork City Council, and to Ashling Magallion, who's the general manager of Cork Community Artlink. They've created this absolutely huge float that is going to wow us all. But first of all, let's say hello to Deirdre Cole of Foil to Ireland. Deirdre, how are you? I'm great all together and yourself. I'm very well. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Look, Patrick's Day parades for you. What what did they mean uh, when you were a child? What's what's the best memory that you have of the parade? Oh, we were lucky. We used to go to my dad's office in the city. We were given a break and special dispensation to break our lentil fasts. And we were allowed to tuck into crisps in the office and sit upstairs on the South Mall watching the parade go by. It was amazing. Can I tell you, you you have kindred spirit in me because I've said this before. My dad, uh, God rest him, used to be the manager of Pennies at the time. And we used to go into Pennies and go up onto that big window that overlooks St. Patrick Street. And we used to have pick and mix. And we liked that. We break the Lenten fast. And for years... I didn't know what it was like to stand around in the cold until I had to do it. And then I realised what a privileged little upbringing that both you and I had over the years. Uh, but look, you're, you're now involved in the festival itself through Foyle to Ireland. How are Foyle to supporting this year's festival? Well, we're funding it financially for the last number of years, so for four years. And what we're trying to do is really position Ireland as being the epicentre for the global St. Patrick's celebration. I think in the last number of years, so many countries overseas have got involved with global greening that it's really important that we actually position Ireland as being the home of St. Patrick's Festival. So in Cork, what we're doing is working with the local authority to really um, position it as something to come and visit. So it's not just a parade that you can come and stand and look at, which all of us domestic visitors or Irish people know all about. But it's a weekend or a celebration that you can come to Ireland for, come to Cork for and stay and experience our hospitality. Now, of course, the, the big parade is in Dublin. We've always known that. We watched it on the telly over the years before we went in and had a look at our own one. And I suppose a lot of the focus in previous years has been on getting tourists to Dublin and staying in the greater Dublin area. There seems to be a bit more of a shift now, is there? There is, and it's part of our our strategy really to shift visitors around the regions in Ireland and to actually just not send them to where where we don't have capacity. Dublin is at capacity for St. Patrick's Day and for the festival. Visitors would find it difficult to get accommodation there, whereas across the regions in Ireland there is capacity to grow the events and to to have people stay here. What we're doing in Cork is we're working with the local trade, so all of the tourism operators, to put together a programme of events so that we have we're showcasing the, we- the 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 breadth of activities that there are to do across Cork City during and around St Patrick's Parade. So you can now get out in the harbour, you can go with harbour cruises, you can go to Nanonagel Place for a market and to plant shamrocks. There's all sorts of activities going around on around the city, and what we're trying to do is to position them so that you can find them in one space under the St Patrick's Festival Cork. Uh, Deirdre, I mean, I, I live in Blarney, so uh, it, it's always the start of the traditional tourist season you start to see the buses coming back of Americans and British and European tourists who kind of get off the bus I always feel sorry for them because it's, it's a lot colder than they were told it was going to be uh, 
but it, it really kickstart the tourism season and we need a good one after the last few years that we put down. 100%. I mean, we've had two very difficult years in terms of COVID and it's really positive what's happening this year. So our largest trade fair takes place just two days after St. Patrick's Festival this year. So it's Mehel, which this year allows us the opportunity to showcase the festival to international buyers. So I'll be taking a group of 10 buyers who are global, based in the UK, selling to a global market. Some are based in um, Europe, across Europe. So I'll take 10 with me on St. Patrick's Day and we're going to walk in the parade this year. Oh, okay. Then two of my colleagues are bringing another 10 and nine, respectively, colleagues, uh, international buyers to the city for the festival. So they'll be experiencing the various visitor attractions around um, St. Patrick's Festival. It's a really good opportunity. If it's not an inappropriate question, do you still fit the Majorette's outfit or do they have to get a new one for you? (laughs) I never fit it and never put it on. (laughs) But I am actually wearing my Ireland's Ancient East jacket, so keep an eye out for us. We'll be wearing the orange jackets and the the bobble hats. Excellent. Well, uh, fingers crossed we get the weather for it because let's put it this way. This week hasn't been great. Are we hoping that the cold is out of its system now? Yes, we are very much hoping. But do you know what? We never market Ireland as a dry country. It's always, there's no such thing as bad weather, just bad clothes. Yeah, absolutely. You have to dress for all weathers in March in Ireland. We know that. There is an economic value to the festival as well. And and that I'm presuming from a Foyt Ireland perspective is only going to grow. That that you're bringing more people to Cork for the festival, spreading the love around the country as you talked about there, getting people out of Dublin to perhaps more affordable destinations means that we're, we're kind of only starting out on this St. Patrick's festival journey. 100% and actually even in terms of monitoring the economic impact of the festival itself we're not there yet we don't have a clear idea clear confirmation of what is the value to the local economy what we do know this year is that we're bringing in at least 12,000 bed nights which are directly as a result of bands who are participating in the St. Patrick's Day Parade. What we're hoping to do with the help of these buyers that we're bringing in and we're giving a taster of the experience is that over the next few years, that economic impact will grow and we'll have mechanisms mechanisms in place with the local authority to track and monitor that growth so we can really then make a business case for further investment into the future. Well, Red FM is very proud to be a partner with the St. Patrick's Festival in Cork. Deirdre, we will keep an eye out for those yellow jackets on the 17th as you parade through the city. Deirdre Cole of Foyle to Ireland. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us. Many thanks. Well, just what can we expect from the Cork St. Patrick's Day Parade and indeed the festival? Trish Murphy of Cork City Council has the unenviable job of organising the whole shooting gallery. Trish Murphy, how are you? You make me, I'm very well indeed, Jonathan. You make me um, feel very nervous being responsible for um, such uh, an introduction, but uh, I'm very well indeed. (laughs) But look, I mean, do you know what? At least it's a pleasure to organise this year. A lot of the the concerns and the shackles that would have been on us even last year have been lifted largely. Absolutely. And I suppose um, in my role, I'm events manager in uh, Cork City Council and um, it's a it's you know, it's a pleasure to work on events like these in one sense. They're massive civic events that draw huge numbers of people into the city and they're very important. Um, and uh, it is the type of event that has collaboration between so many different organizations and agencies to see to, to deliver it. So it's there's a, there's a very large 
working group of people behind it to make sure it happens. And of course, it is happening this year, but not only is it happening, it's happening across, uh, was it four days? We've lost the run of ourselves altogether now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's in everyone's mind. I think uh, St. Patrick's weekend is a very important weekend in the festival calendar nationally. It's obviously our national holiday, but it uh, kicks off our tourism uh, tourism um, season um, in a lot of people's minds. We get a lot of international visitors coming over, even though I suppose in Cork City we would have that throughout the year. There's a particular emphasis from Patrick's Day onwards. From the festival's point of view, we focus, um, our, our job is focusing on delivering the parade uh, because it's a significant operational logistics uh, body of work. Uh, but we're very mindful that people are around for the weekend and we uh, very much uh, look to cross promote what's happening in the city, in particular amongst our cultural venues and organisations to give an offering of a citywide uh, weekend experience. And mm. that's that's what's reflected over the four, four days. Now, at any other time of the year, if you were to go along to people and say, do you know what we're going to do? We're going to shut down the city centre mm-hmm. completely. We're going to ban all cars. We're going to invite tens of thousands of people to stand around on the side of the road and we're going to entertain them for the bones of two and a half hours. They'd, they'd, they'd actually lock you up. They'd, they'd, they'd send for the men in white coats. Yet you are successfully doing this. Uh, but this year you have a banner and it's a century of stories. Tell us about the theme. The theme is, yes, the theme is a century of stories. And it's a reflection because um, I think everyone's aware of the decade of centenaries. And this year is the end uh, of the decade of centenaries. So it's an opportunity to reflect on the stories um, in uh, over the last 100 years. Uh, how, what has made Cork and what each of the participants might take out of that to create a story around that. So we generally put a theme, create a theme every year um, and invite the participants within the parade to reflect on that theme, however they wish to do so. So it is uh, a hundred, uh, you know, a century of stories leaves a multitude of opportunities there for organisations to reflect and um, how they want to represent themselves in the parade uh, based around that. Some choose to do so and some choose to to uh, uh, reflect in, you know, club colours or they may produce floats that reflect that there's different ways they interpret it um, in, 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 in the parade in mm. itself. Um, so it's all very, um, it's very much community-based parade, as you possibly know um, from seeing it in previous years. Um, it's everything from sporting groups, community groups, voluntary groups, representatives from the new communities in the city, uh, which is really, really important. And we have a number of uh, community arts organisations where we commission larger scale yeah. uh, parade pieces as well. Oh, no, don't, don't, don't ruin it now because Ashley's going to tell us about that in a minute, right? So we're, get, we're, get, we're, get, we're getting to that big thing <laughs> in just a bit. But I suppose it reflects modern Cork as well. And this year's Grand Marshal really does that. So who's leading out the parade? The this year, uh, century runners are leading out the parade. There are grand marshals uh, for this year, and we're delighted to have them. And they are. We felt it was a really important accolade for this year, and they were formed in Cork initially and have been. Um, uh, you know, they celebrated their five-year anniversary this year. 
And the organisation brings all the community together in solidarity, friendship and respect, um, and has now got na- uh, kind of wide work gone national as well as worldwide as well which is really, really good. Um, so it includes um, members from who um, the uh, from Direct Provision Centres running with members of uh, all through kind of Cork um, Irish members as well with it. So it's a reflection on both. Deirdre mentioned that there are some bands coming over as well. So who, who are we expecting from the States? I mean, that's what it used to be brilliant to see. You know, you'd have uh, the the Majorettes, the aforementioned Majorettes, then you'd have a tractor, then you'd have a float, and then you'd have a band and you'd try and work out where they're from. So that tradition is, is back. And who's coming over? We have the return of a number of American marching bands, which we're delighted to have. Um, there's two bands coming and joining us this year, um, include one of them, the uh, University of Florida Gator Band, has 350 um, members in it, uh, students, and they will be coming with their families as well, which were, uh, which will bring a huge influx of colour and energy into the parade this year. OK, well, we'll keep an eye out for them because there's going to be a lot of them by the sound of it. Myself and Deirdre were reminiscing about where we used to watch the parade from when we were a child. <laughs> uh, we both kind of watched it from indoors, a bit soft we were, uh, always a little bit privileged. What's your best St. Patrick's Day parade memory? Well... <laughs> This is uh, that's interesting. I'm not originally from Court City. That's okay. Um, well, you're allowed to be from other. You're allowed to be from somewhere uh, else. I mean, yes, their parades yeah, are all yeah, different yeah, shapes yeah, and yeah, sizes, yeah. which is always very interesting. So I I, I grew up in a, a village in North Cork and would have been taking part in the parade at the time. So I uh, record uh, clearly remember. Um, uh, being part of a ten whistle group uh, from school that would have been marching in our local parade and ending up on the gates by the church where the parade finished every year that was going on for quite some time. All I can <laughs> say is, I, I, Trish, I know this is hard to believe, but I can hear it now. I can genuinely can hear totally. it now. <laughs> uh, yes, indeed. <laughs> so thing, things, I don't know how much things have changed in the meantime, but definitely um, this is a slightly larger parade. I, I was <laughs> Again, you can re- you can rest assured that should anything go wrong, right? I'm not saying it will, but should anything go wrong, just whip out the tin whistle and you'll be able to entertain oh, all sure, the crowds along so the way. Fine. Yeah, I think that, that, that we will be all fine on that front. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, just in case, bring it with you. So anyway, look the uh, for the parade itself. Give us the start time. Give us the end time, and 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 tell us where it's starting and where it's finishing. Absolutely. Uh, what we would say is for everyone to check out our website for the most up-to-date information, which is uh, CorkStPatrick'sFestival.ie. Uh, but uh, the parade is starting at 1 p.m. Uh, it's estimated to run until about 3 p.m. Uh, the parade starts at the top of South Mall. It will travel down South Mall. Grand Parade, St. Patrick Street, Merchants Quay. Uh, please do be mindful that there will be significant traffic restrictions in place from early morning um, until um, well after the parade uh, because there's quite a large operational uh, job and barriers, security, etc. around it. Uh, please uh, use the park and ride. It will be running from early that morning and uh, avoid driving into the city if you can and uh, uh, there's any 
number of good places to watch the parade from the parade route um, and enjoy uh, wrap up warmly as well. We're have been very, very lucky so far to date with our St. Patrick's Day parade. Um, but do be mindful of the weather as well. Yes, well, always. It is March and March in Ireland can March. turn up anything, as we found out this week. Trish we Murphy. absolutely can. Trish Murphy, Events Manager at Cork City Council with her tin whistle on standby. Thanks very much for joining <laughs> us, Trish. Thanks very much indeed, Jonathan. Cork Community Art Liquor, one of 55 groups that will be taking part in the parade itself. And they've been working on a huge float called the Blackpool Express. Ashling Begallion is the Cork Community Art Link General Manager. She's with me now. Hi, Ashling. Hi, Jonathan. How are you doing? I'm well. Before we get to the Blackpool Express now, Trish Murphy admitted that she played the tin whistle in her local parade when she was a child. What is your Patrick's Day parade memory from when you were younger? Well, I'm actually from Donegal, so it would have been a very small local parade in like Maville. Um, I, I very Mo- tiny. I, I think Mo- I was a pirate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a teacher from Moville, so I know an awful lot about Moville. Uh, he he was always singing oh, his praises. You so you were a pirate. Were you a good or a bad pirate? Can you remember? Um, well, based on how I progressed, maybe a good pirate, but I don't know. <laughs> you, you haven't taken to the high seas since. So that's good. I mean, it's just because just you were one as a child doesn't mean it follows through his career. Tell us a little exactly. bit about the Blackpool Express. What can we look forward to? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, like you said, we've been in Cork for a long time now. It's actually our 22nd year doing the St. Patrick's Day Parade. And it's also the 30th birthday of Cork Community Art Link this year. So it's a very special one for everyone. So the train is kind of taking a look at all of the projects that have come and gone through Cork Community Art Link. Um, Any of the old uh, projects that people might see, might see old uh, scuba divers or old passengers on the train floating around to spark their memories of old projects. And then we also have a big giant cake and that's going to be followed around by a few chefs and waiters and <laughs> it's going to be a fun time. <laughs> it, it sounds like it. Um, g- give us an insight as to what the trade is. I'm guessing, um, you know, you, you, you're putting a lot of effort into this. Is it long? Is it short? Is it broken up? Do we use our imagination or, or is that all a secret? Oh, well, no, well, I can tell you a bit about it. We're going to have three train wagons. So we'll have a driver. We have a ticket conductor. And we also have a piano wagon. So the actual crew here have been working with the community groups in the building of it over the past eight weeks. So we've been working with Blackpool Community Access Programme, the National Learning Network, Asusha Inclusive Arts, and the CCAL Drama Group as well. And then we have some volunteers from Open Text and our work placements and general volunteers that have been coming in to build the floats Mm. over the past few weeks. So they're big, larger than life. You can use your imagination, but it's going to be filled at the same time. Um, so it'll be good fun for sure. <laughs> oh, no, it, it sounds like a lot of effort has gone in and you kind of preempted my next question was how long does it take from start to finish with something like this? So you've been constructing it for eight months, but or eight weeks rather, but I presume the thought process began much earlier than that. Yeah, definitely. So like the team usually gets together and spends, you know, about two weeks kind of looking at design. Um, and then that also comes through with the participants in the workshop. So like with community art, it's very much, you know, the ideas can come from anywhere and anyone. Um, so that's something that, you know, it's kind of been working its way through as well, where things come and go and things change. Um, and we have a great career participants as well that are getting really involved and they've got their ideas in there as well. So, 
you know, the design process is always in the making, which is lovely to see. After the two weeks, you know, then the actual participants come in in groups and they'd spend like maybe two hours a week each group. So it works out at about like maybe 10 or 20 hours with the facilitators a week with the different groups. And then it's constantly building over the next eight weeks. So it's a big process for sure. Well, one of the great things about the parade is it's it's not commercial as such. You know, you don't have uh, like the Macy's Parade where you've got processions of brands. It's still largely community based, which is reflective of the city that we live in. And I'm presuming, given that your name is the core community art, like that's really important to you. Oh, hugely important. Like definitely core community art link has been like pioneers of community art. And it's about like giving everyone a voice to be a part of their culture and their art making within the city. Um, And I think the stories of Cork really come through for us in that way, because we're always having people of Cork love talking about Cork. And I think that's what you see in our floats as well. I'm not sure, given that you're not from Cork, I'm not sure if that was a dig or not. I'm taking it as as a compliment. No, Uh, I'm (laughs) saying it. I think it's a compliment. I I do think everyone should have more civic pride. (laughs) We'll we'll take it as a compliment. Um, Look, this is year 22 uh, for you guys. I'm guessing that given that you're artists, that that just gives you great creativity. Creativity. You're probably half thinking about what's going to be on next year's float already, even as you're designing this one. It's all about making it enjoyable for the people participating in the parade and the people watching the parade. And that must be a great driving force for you. Oh, it really is. Definitely. Like, you know, stories come from stories and the more people are in and doing stuff and we're learning from them and there's a mutual listening and learning, the possibilities are virtually endless. Um, it, look, I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, the Blackpool Express and indeed who is on it over time. It's been an absolute pleasure. Best of luck to you and the rest of the team, Ashling. Thanks a million. Looking forward to the big day now. Thank you. Ashling McGallion there, General Manager of the Cork Community Art Link. The Patrick's Day Parade itself takes place on the 17th of March, rather untraditionally, at 1pm on the familiar route from South Mall down to Merchant's Quay. The largest parade ever, 3,500 participants, 55 groups, the theme being a century of stories. It is going to be absolutely fantastic. Cork, Festival.ie for all the details. And as I said, Red FM is absolutely proud to be one of the partners again this year. Enjoy whatever you're up to for St. Patrick's Day. We will catch you on the next Red Business. Get the Red Business podcast every week with Jonathan Healy at redfm.ie and wherever you get your podcasts.